You're listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast, the show to hear tips and tricks about staying productive and having an awesome lifestyle as a remote worker. Proudly presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com. Now let's welcome your host, Alan Kaig. Welcome to the Remote Compass Podcast. We are here with Matt. Papa Bear of Bunjoro. Matt, thank you very much for being with us today. Can you tell us a bit about yourself in uh, Bunjoro? Yeah, no problem, Alan. Um, go for myself first. I'm actually British, but I live, I live in Sydney, Australia. So I've been here for mm. maybe 11, 12 years. I'm a designer by trade, but ended up falling into technology a few years ago. And I used to run an agency here. And my agency dealt mostly with clients in the UK, the US, and France. And so we would always get our customers come on board and all our leads would come in when we were asleep because Australia tends to be the opposite time zone. So we would always have a struggle where, where we couldn't call clients up, we couldn't call leads because of time zones. So we fixed this by, we used to record a video for every single lead that came in instead. And what we decided, what we figured was that we were very good at converting customers face to face, but when it came to writing emails and trying to convert that way, we were not very good. So we would see that, you know, Alan Joyce from Ogilvy signed up in London and we would record a video for Alan. So the first piece of communication Alan would ever get would be a video of me saying, Hey, Alan, this is Matt here from the Sydney team of Bonjuro. Saw you sign up from Ogilvy, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we, we talk a bit about some of the projects that, that, that we'd run and that they'd run and kind of go on for about a minute and then send that off to Alan. So the first thing he would ever get from us would be a video of me talking to him. And everyone loved it. So we kind of tripled our conversion rates overnight. We ended up getting a lot more business out of it. And long story short, those clients asked if they could use this video email tool. And so we let them use it. And then they started okay. using it. And then some of their customers asked if they could use it. And then some of their customers asked if they could use it. And we ended up releasing it in 2017. Um, and it's now about 35,000 users since then. And it does essentially the same thing. It just works. It, it's a bit more complicated. It works with with your, with your other software. So if you're using mailing lists, MailChimps or, or, or CRMs, um, or even things like Shopify or e-commerce stores, it plugs in and prompts you to send personalized video messages at key points on the customer journey. So essentially the same thing. We just make it a lot easier to do these days. Wow, that's super sweet stuff. Product market fit from day one. And actually the biggest thing that kind of struck me here is the way that we look at remote work in how it's not just being far away from each other. It's more about being asynchronous and working with different time zones and seeing how we can be productive, even if we're not online at the same time. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Did you find that there's so much more work that you can do asynchronously with a tool like this? Are there still boundaries in terms of not being online at the same time and whatnot? Yeah, look, look, I've, uh, look so it comes down to efficiency. As, as you said, I think a lot of the world 
has moved on to asynchronous messaging in our personal lives absolutely um also in business you know you see it kind of in how people don't don't pick up the phone anymore people tend to message depending you know, obviously using wechat or 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 other systems then it allows people to send messages on their own time and then to consume them on their own time as well any meeting you have with a customer will take time you know having having a coffee or having a call with a customer does take time I kind of think when it comes to building relationships, you can probably get 90% of the way there in the first minute you meet somebody because we're incredibly good at reading people and judging them and working out if it's someone that we're going to trust, like, and, and want to work with. And so if you can do asynchronous video, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, a minute of time is probably 90% as valuable as 20 minutes of time or, or a 10-minute phone call. It also, ha- it also has this point that, you know, the, the customer could choose to watch these in the evening. They can choose to watch it when they have time. So it fits their schedule as well. That's exactly where I was getting at. The vibe that I kind of took away from there when you built Bunjaro and you were able to close more leads that you otherwise wouldn't close without this asynchronous uh, video communication tool is 80-20 rule, right? It's the Pareto principle. If you show up for a little bit, if you were there at the same time, it's going to get the job done. And in a way, the filters made by us needing to be online at the same time or even in the same room are artificial. They were a limitation in terms of technology, not really in terms of people really have to be live at the same time. Is that fair? Yeah, like a bit. I mean, like it depends on different stages of the customer funnel. You know, like that. There's a point when, like me, you, me and you are doing here, dialogue is 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 excellent. And there's a point, you know, when getting on video calls with customers is excellent. Potentially, there's a point that sometimes it is good to break bread, and so I mean, like, to get to get together in person. I think especially more so for internal teams. Uh, but again, the, these are not regular things. Again, these are less regular. However, I do think it's important to take, you know, a minute of time with every single lead, every single customer <laughs> that, that, that comes into your funnel and give everyone the same shot and take, you know, that little bit of time with every person because that inevitably leads to more conversions and and just more more trust around. But it doesn't have to be a big time input. That sounds like a great point in terms of sending them a video note is mostly a way, not totally, but mostly a way to warm up a relationship, to kickstart a relationship. And then eventually you're going to be on a phone call or, or be right beside each other or or have uh, lunch together or whatever it might be because you already put your foot in the door and then from there you kind of figured out that this is a relationship that's worth nurturing but you wouldn't get there in the first place if that initial video to put a face to the name wasn't there is that a fair kind of interpretation yeah of course it is and again i mean it's hard to fight millions of years of evolution it's interesting how you think (laughs) you think you know the 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 first the first type of human communication was facial expression and And I guess noises, you know, tone of voice came in later on, mannerisms and, and the way we, we use our hands came later still. 
you know, words came later still. And then, you know, the, the very last thing we invented was written communication. And yet when we go out to talk to customers, we, we always written communication, <laughs> you know, which captures such a small part of, of what communication is about. And it, it just can't get across. I think, I think especially today where everyone's online, everyone's writing. And unfortunately there are bad players out there. It's, it's hard to pick out who's genuine and who's not. And from writing, you, you just can't tell. So I think, you know, where, where things like video come in, you know, even if it's not, not a long piece and it is asynchronous, is that it, it's very obviously genuine. You know, people know it's you for a start. So it, it's obviously real. It's not faked. But then again, you know, within seconds, you understand the person. I mean, everyone who's met, who makes friends and meets people in, in work, like understands this. You know, your first impressions are usually correct. Right. And you kind of build that first impression. You don't just allow words to, to. Uh, you don't just send a written message and then enable your recipient to make an interpretation about you. Instead, you choose to show up in a way that no one else does. Yeah, and there's also ju- just the point of choosing to show up. A lot, a lot of companies won't choose to show up. So, you know, if you're on a, if you're on a competitive uh, landscape, if your agency, if your services, if your SaaS, it, it doesn't really matter. If you choose to show up, that will be noted, you know, because people people like you to spend time. You know, if you're spending time, you're you, you know you're investing in them, and and they're more likely to invest back in you. Right, and the software kind of makes that a little more frictionless. Yeah, so like t- t- timing's key. Like we, we kind of work off of what, what we call triggers. So there's certain points on a customer journey when it makes sense to send these. You're not sending them all the time. You know, leads leads is, is, is probably the easiest place to start. You know, any any inquiries that come in, drop them one of these. You know, and if you're plugged into a software like like a CRM or MailChimp, anything else, then we'll tell you, you know, as soon as the lead comes in so you can respond within an hour, within 10 minutes if you wish to. Wow, that's a great point. Regarding not being appropriate to send something like this all the time, are there instances when it seems like you're overdoing it? Yeah, look, I, like I think everything in moderation. Right. I think you know you, you don't build relationships by knocking on people's doors every five minutes. <laughs> um, again, I, I think just showing up and showing that you're there is enough of a starting point. You know, like we still do it. We, we have a lot of samples every day and we still send every single person a video. We split that across the team and across the time zone so we can manage it. But we don't force people. We just say, hey, look, you know, the, the main thing is, you know, thanks for signing up. So it's more of a thank you. And then, and then, hey, if you need help, we are here. If you don't need help, that's also cool, <laughs> you know? Right. All right, Matt, another question. Now let's shift gears and talk about team productivity. Can you tell me more about Bunjoro's organization? I understand you have a remote team. And to add a little bit to the mix, how does this whole COVID-19 situation affect your team coordination in, in obvious and maybe unexpected ways? Yeah, so... For a bit of background, we are based in six countries. So we are teams, um, Manila, Australia, a couple of different cities in Australia, and then West Coast of the States, the UK, Poland, and South Africa. 
So we've kind of done this pretty early from day one. Product team is is Australia and Manila for time zones with a little bit of stuff in the States. Um, we've done this for a couple of reasons. Again, just some background. One is time zones. So we have customers around the world. So that in mind, we need to be able to support them around the world on different time zones. We kind of uh, have built the team to align to that. We also It also means that we can go after the best talent. So we don't have to worry where somebody is in the world. We can... You know, get the best developer, or the best marketing guy, or the best um, CS person, no matter where they are in the world, which means you don't really have to compromise on people, which is great. In terms of, so let, let's start with COVID-19 as it's uh, recent. The one thing we do do is we allow team members to, to have hot desks. I think for the more extroverted of us uh, it, and for the younger ones on the team, it's good to go into a workspace a couple of times a week just to just for sanity purposes, I think, to be around other people, to kind of experience that vibe. For the younger members, they can, you know, more for cultures, so they can catch up afterwards and, you know, go, and go for a drink after work, etc. That's obviously stopped now. So I think those of us who are more extroverted are just going to try and work out how we, how we deal with this. It's ultimately going to manifest in doing a lot more video calls. So I'm making sure that team members in, in different countries are having regular calls with the teams on their time zone, you know, where where possible, almost on, on a daily basis, as uh, trying to try and replace what they might have done meeting up the, those couple of days a week. That's probably the main difference for us. I think. I think. Okay, maybe maybe the other thing is I think families as well. I think those of us with children, and we're kind of probably fifty fifty in the team. It is uh, a skill to manage having children at home while trying to work as well. So I think we'll see teams time zones and, and work habits change to reflect that you know i had to take a couple of hours off today but i also start at 5 a.m and i'll work tonight so i think i think just just understanding that your teams that your team will need to be flexible on hours throughout the day it's actually really good if you you know i mean this is another point is, is if you're remote working working for a few hours pausing for a bit working for a few hours pausing for a while potentially makes for a much more productive day I'm sure you can you can uh, for sure adhere to this. Um, in terms of in terms of in terms of like how to work with a remote team, I suggest everything comes down to communication and process. And if you're going to get one of those right, first of all, concentrate on communication. So we use Slack a lot, but we also try and use video quite a lot. I think there's a challenge especially with different time zones, we, 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 we would see this more than, you know, remote teams on same time zones as, you know, we have a challenge where you, you want to hear back from a team member, but, but, but they're asleep. And so I think you have to just sometimes be very aware of how you communicate, you know, especially if, if you're frustrated or if, or if conflict comes up and, and by conflict, I mean, you know, differing opinions on, on products or marketing and where possible, try and hop on a call when you're both awake to, to solve those because you'll solve them a lot, lot quicker and you'll get your points across better. It's quite a learned habit to start to use video as often as you would turn around and talk to somebody. So the ability is, you know, to turn on Zoom for 30 seconds and then go back to work. So use it not like, like just because you're starting video, it's not a meeting. It doesn't have to be a long meeting. It can be a very quick bit of communication. So I think being aware of that, being aware of conflicts, being aware of how like to get in person to solve those. And then otherwise, I think process around how you build and how you manage. The way we do this 
is outside of Slack, we use uh, for product we use Jira, um, which is Atlassian. The marketing team use something called Notion. I know some of the other teams use Trello. Uh, we let each team use whatever they want to use to manage their time. We don't have a single system for the company. It's more about departments because I think one of the things here is that different types of people think and communicate in different ways. So for instance, marketing love to write. And so they love to write long pieces of content explaining what they're doing. Design like to draw. So they'll, they, they would rather get their thoughts down <laughs> on, a, on a piece of paper. Developers prefer to go through information gathering and having all that ready to go on tickets to kind of work through and then question. And they like people to do their research, like in-depth research first. So that in mind, we let each team choose what they use that best suits the way that they want to communicate within their team. And following that process and trying not to break it and trying to, you know, be happy to wait, to wait two weeks uh, to get something to get something fixed because you know that the whole team is is on a two week schedule. It's hard, but it's it's absolutely crucial if you're going to be productive as a remote team. Right. It's about setting expectations and letting everyone understand that this is the timing, this is our flow. It is a constraint, but that way our hairs are not on fire every single day. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, so obviously, all this process will happen in 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 an office as well. Um, again, it's you know, communication is easier. Face like communication is naturally easier face to face for all of us, whether you're introvert or extrovert. So I I think it's just understanding if you have the process locked in and everyone understands it and they buy in and they get it, then they won't get frustrated when they can't turn around and just grab someone and say, hey, can we fix this? Because they'll understand there's a process to go through and it will get seen too, but it'll happen in time. I say all this, it's quite hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite hard to learn the process. I mean, you've obviously been remote for for what you said, five years now. It, it, It took me a long time to learn uh, how to be better at remote working and how to keep my energy up and how to and how to work with team in different countries and I still don't think we've quite cracked it. It's it's not it's not natural for some people, but you do get better with practice over time. Right. I, I want to ask you, in terms of uh, communicating with teams that are already remote friendly or, or remote first or one hundred percent remote. What do you think should they start appreciating more? Do you think we do video? Do you think there ought to be more video meetings? Or do you think we should be sending more video clips throughout the day and whatnot? I'd say this comes like, don't do meetings for meetings sake. We like to do less, as few meetings, meetings as possible in our company, but we will so it's back to what i said earlier i don't think it's about meetings because meetings can be a waste of time whether they're in person or on video obviously some some are crucial so you know stand-ups on a yeah you know, on, on a monday will look like oh so i say the meetings you need to have always do a monday call with the team in your t- in your time zone this is as much for culture as for anything else i think gets everyone going talk talk, talk about the weekend you know don't, don't just jump into work See how everyone's doing, especially right now, you know, with, with the world, the state it is, make sure everyone's healthy, make sure everyone's fine, you know, mentally and stuff. And then, you know, plan out a, 
the work for the week from that point. I think if you, it's possible, have a. It's always nice to do a Friday wrap up. You know, we always used to do have have a beer on 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 a on Zoom together Friday afternoon. Nice. You know, talk talk about how well the week went. Some divisional teams might need to have meetings about specific things, but otherwise, I think it's a case of uh, like I said earlier. You know, if me if me and my CTO don't understand something hopping on a call for, for you know for, for like five minutes and then, right. and then and then going back to work it's it's not i wouldn't call it a meeting i would yeah it's, it's the same thought process as turning around tapping him on the shoulder and saying hey simon can you what do you think about this so i think doing that being okay to, you know like you can have a video call for, for, for five seconds if you want to it's fine you know using it as if you were talking to somebody but again getting out don't be in the mindset of if, if, if people turn up for video, it's a meeting because then inevitably no one will stop talking for half an hour when right. whatever you're trying to solve could be solved in three minutes. Right. I think the message here is twofold. Number one, whenever you're trying to solve a problem and you understand that you both are online because you're chatting with each other anyway, why not hop on like a three-minute, five-minute video call just to add the body language and all that kind of stuff and then solve the problem immediately because you know that you both are online anyways and there's enough trust you don't have to you don't have to try to look nice and all that kind of stuff because you've been working with each other for a while now and the second big point is to use these check-ins whether they're like on Mondays or on Fridays for building rapport People sync up because we want to build relationships and connections and not everything is about work. And that is good for our number one team productivity and for us as just human beings, as individuals. Is that a fair kind of summary? Yeah, absolutely. You know, wherever you you can find, I mean, like we're just releasing a, a screen recording tool and it's not video of you per se, but. In terms Ooh. of explaining things, people aren't next to you. You can just quickly record the screen for you know forty seconds. Say, hey, go here and do this, and then send it off. And again, it, it's it it it's asynchronous, but in terms of communicating with team, super useful. Right. And yeah. That's, Those that's are try type. You know. Yeah. It show rather than tell. Uh, I think this this screen recording and recording your kind of uh, selfie video are two very different concepts. Showing yourself is more like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is how I'm serious I am about this. Uh, versus the screen recording is more like instructional, right? While both of them have this element of letting the other peop- the person hear your voice. Yeah, it's also just quicker. I mean, like, like the screen recording thing is just fast to do. So it's just a quicker way to explain stuff than write it out for most of us. And it's 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 it's, it's harder to make mistakes. Like it's quite easy to see what, what someone's showing you. Yeah, like I said, like the, the videos for, for customers and funnels, it's very much more about showing that you're the team that's there to care as, right. much, as, as much as the information that you're actually saying. You know, obviously what, what you say can be useful. Yeah, and that and that's the point. But it's it, it's almost the fact you stopped that is more important than anything. Whereas screen recording is is just pure communication. You're just like, hey, <laughs> this is better than a <laughs> paragraph, you know? <laughs> right, showing up 
uh, in front of your customers is more like, hey, I'm invested in you. I am a real person and I am actually, this is the only thing I'm doing now. This is not like an automated email or whatever it might be versus the screen recording is an instructional kind of thing, not yeah. so much a way of showing that you're human and all that kind of stuff because you're already communicating with your teammate who you already know and trust. Yeah. Like, like, like I, I see some people do do the face stuff for instructional too. You know, people will do company updates. You know, they'll they'll record a video and send it out to the team, you know, on a Monday. We, like our team will use it for culture purposes. So, you know, if, if we see something funny, we'll record a, a video and send it out to the whole team. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, like the other day I was doing, I, I was hiking in the mountains and all my steps on a snake. So I filmed it and sent it to the team. And I was like, hey, check, check out this. You know, and it's just, it's just silly. Yeah, like one of our team in the UK always does it, Amy. She kind of does it to like cheer everyone up. So every day she sends a video. <laughs> so there is that that part too. I, wow. I wouldn't, you know, a lot of team members won't do that. It tends to come with a personality type. But obviously if you have, if you have a couple of those personalities in the team, it's it's a wonderful thing because it, it, it does make you smile. Right, yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a great thing for the individual and a team, team building exercise as well. Exactly. All righty. Matt, uh, where can we learn more about you and Bunjaro? So if you want to reach out to me in person, uh, more than happy to. Just If you go to LinkedIn and you search for Papa Bear, uh, right. I, there's about three people that turn up. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy in the bear suit. So feel free to reach <laughs> out, connect. Go to Bonjuro, um, check it out. If you sign up for trial, you'll receive a video from one of my teams. So you'll get to experience it firsthand. Uh, we have free accounts as well, so you can use it free if you like. So go nuts, try it out, see if it works for you. If you want help, we'll give you a hand getting set up and have some fun with it. Don't don't take it too seriously. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you very much, Matt. No worries, Alan. Thanks for listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming or prior episodes. This show is presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com.